welcome to Asking Eve, the regular podcast brought to you by Emily and Lara, the mother-daughter duo behind Advancing Eve. Our podcast series will bring you a variety of conversations with girls and women who are just like us and you, making their way through life. We hope you enjoy. Okay, hi guys and welcome back to another Asking Eve podcast. Today I am alone again and I'm going to be talking with one of my best friends, Jodie Gordon. Today we're going to be talking about um, her relationship with grief and how you can overcome this as a young person, but also the skills and habits that she'll talk about can be applied to any age and anyone that is going through a loss. So hi Jodie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, (laughs) I'm Jodie and... I'm very excited to be here. Okay, so we're going to start off by talking about why I've chosen to speak to you about the topic of grief. Do you want to tell your story in the best way that you think you can? Yeah. Um, so it was about a year and a half ago. Yeah, roughly. I think. About that. Um, my dad passed away um, in his, well, it was in his sleep, so yes, it was kind of peaceful in a way, but... Um, so yeah, it was quite a rough time. I was about, I think I was 17 at the That's time. so young. Um, and it was start of March, so just after Christmas and still in high school. Yeah, high school would make that even worse. Um, so yeah, and I just wanted to talk about sort of things that I did that helped and... That you can help someone else by yeah. sharing your story. So um, how would you have described the initial stages of the grief that you felt? So when you were first told like how would you have described that feeling and then how did that progress in over like the first few months of the loss of your dad um well the initial response was just like it's like even still so hard to think about because it's just such a blur but I just remember um even the moment before I was told I got uh we got a phone call at my Mm mum um from my dad's wife because obviously they're separated and so my dad's got a um, different wife but even that I was like why is she phoning my mum and then so my mum came downstairs and I could just tell there was something so wrong and she was crying I've never like my mum's the strongest woman I know I've never seen her cry ever this is the first time and I just knew that this was not right yeah um she came because I was standing in the living room and she came and she just dropped to the ground to her knees and was just crying and I automatically said I was like don't tell me don't tell me I don't want to know Did you? because I could just ev- and everything that could potentially go wrong just rushed through my head but Not nothing that. was what actually happened if that makes sense yeah um and then she said and I just from then it was just such a blur and it was just it hurts so much obviously I but imagine. I can't even explain like no, the heartbreak ever comprehend until you've actually experienced it because it's not something that you can hear and then you can go back and say everything you wish you could have yeah. said like that's it like it's it's not a this is happening but you have a ch- you have time yeah like it's done and it's just the sense of you are just filled with so much regret as well and I think that's what I found quite hard to deal with is just you think back over the last time you saw them or the like the time that I didn't call him back and it just it's feels so much pain because it's you're like it was just such a simple task that I could have done and that could have been 
such a special moment for us True. if I just answered the phone call. You could never have known though. Yeah, exactly. And also like if if you were to give someone else who's feeling maybe a little bit guilty or feeling regret because they didn't, you know, answer that last text or call that person back what would you say to them in terms of how to manage that feeling of I could have just done that that you don't know like life can change in a couple of seconds you have absolutely no idea what is going to happen don't blame so there's nothing you can't beat yourself up about it because it just it's probably you can do it's probably a lot easier said than done I think it teaches you a lesson it teaches you to not take you can't take it for granted like make the most of it yeah like yeah. I don't think I'd really ever miss a phone call now like I, from anybody as someone that I've known you for like coming up to like a year and a half I think yeah maybe not maybe just like a year but anyway I've known you for a while but I've not I didn't know you before mm-hmm. you lost your dad but I think that you're one of the most seize the day seize the moment people that Aww. I have ever met you you're just <laughs> you have an air of spontaneity but still calm and organized and collected like they perfectly complement you as a person so I I don't know if you were always like that as a person you probably were to an extent but now like if I said to you like oh let's go to the museum Mm -hmm. you would be like yeah let's go and you just you never don't take up an opportunity anymore and I think that that's yeah a very small positive to come from something but it's about I suppose it's about the lessons that you can take from it as a person I can't really feel like I can't really I feel like I can't really talk because I've never experienced Mm. something like that but as seeing in you I know that you now seize every opportunity you can yeah because I just think I definitely have changed in that sense like I used to be quite uptight sort of overthink yeah um and I just think that it's taught me that you just yet again you don't know what can change like life can change in a second I just think I'm like it doesn't matter like if I it's so hard to explain but I just think for things like that just if I have any any opportunity to spend time with somebody that I love or to do something that I personally enjoy and that makes me happy you just need to go do it and there's no point in overthinking it and stressing about it and I think that is definitely a positive because I'm glad that I've got that um, in science life I think it's also about just having like you gain so much gratitude yeah. which I'm so grateful for because you just appreciate everything everything around you and it's even down to lots of things and we always talk yeah, about this because you you're really similar to that as well like you do appreciate like the, the little, little things little, like, when we're saying the little things we mean like a leaf on the floor and that makes <laughs> us smile for like a good 20 minutes and we'll talk about this one leaf and how amazing that leaf is <laughs> Like we take, when me and you, um, I personally never experience a day with you like that with anyone else. It can't be mirrored or replicated. So like when we're walking around, usually Edinburgh, we just appreciate the tiniest, tiniest of details about the city. And then we gush about that and talk (laughs) about that for the rest of the time. And it's, I think, I don't know if that's just the person you are, I think, Mm. but we're very similar in the sense that we do just appreciate everything and everybody always laughs about it they're like you're so easily pleased I'm like but why is that a bad thing yeah it means that we don't have like you know we don't need massive things or materialist objects or anything to be happy we can just walk outside for 20 minutes and I smile my like face like last (laughs) night I left the library at like 11 yeah I am that 
student <laughs> and I just smiled and I like think I like bounced up and down a little bit and like you know that thing I do where I like squeeze yeah. my hands and I like shake a little bit like just literally because I was in Edinburgh and I think that you're very much like that and if that's something that you could have gained from yeah you know the grief process then I think that that's definitely a good, a good small advantage yeah um so my next question is more for anyone that is noticing themselves going through a physical change because of the grief they're feeling right now like did you notice a physical difference in your appearance or you know were you eating as much like how do you manage the keeping yourself healthy whilst emotionally not feeling stable um well for the first few months I took absolutely no care of myself um I was actually looking back at photos from and I found a photo from about three weeks after mm-hmm. um dad died I wasn't not really too sure why I took the photo but it was a picture of me and I just look so ill my eyes were just gray and I was just so pale and you just like you do look physically ill and I just think that's what scared me is because this emotional pain really does affect you physically um and I did struggle quite a bit with eating as well I couldn't really eat much um but I think it's just about it's just so hard because at the time you don't realize it like at the time yeah. I didn't realize I was so well you're like absorbed this, like, close to the problem aren't you? yeah like to the, the loss you're not seeing how yeah and I was just feel. so absorbed with the grief that you do just almost forget about everything else which is scary but it's when I think that's just normal though yeah like, and I, I don't think you need to beat yourself up about yeah that either and I guess it was in a way quite nice looking back at that photo because I completely forgot I took it and it was about probably a month or two ago that I found it and I looked back and I was like oh my goodness like st- things do get better. get better which I didn't ever think it would at the time and yeah, even before I saw that photo I was like I didn't like I did feel change but I didn't recognize the change yeah and then when I saw that I was like oh my goodness I've changed have changed so much it's just the colour in your face, isn't it? I, have, I think yeah. I've seen the photo on about, or at least one very similar from that time period, mm. and I didn't recognise you. You look, no. you do look grey. And now eyes. you've just got colour in you, you know? Yes, yeah, like my eyes are just grey. Like yeah. they just look like there's no life behind it's them hard. whatsoever, which is just so scary. It's very heartbreaking to look at as someone that cares about you. So I can only imagine, yeah. like, how, you know, your mum and your friends at the time dealt with that so like how would you say that your friends and family dealt with it right and how would what's one thing that you would wish that maybe they didn't say or a way that they could behave slightly differently just to kind of ease the process that you were going through um so my close family like my mum and um, my stepdad and my stepmom um they were all amazing they were always there for me and I've got um younger siblings as well so also just being around them because they're obviously yeah. so innocent so happy they helped a lot and because they are they're all younger than 10 so they don't know actually the help the impact that they had they on had. me they won't understand that until no they're a lot older. um but like, I'm so grateful for them but at the start I did kind of I was very overwhelmed because you've got people constantly coming to you and saying if you need anything I'm always here like my um auntie my uncle my granddad all of his family really came to visit me the day after and I just 
I struggled so much with that because it was so overwhelming yeah. so overwhelming and that was quite difficult I think that if you feel you need space just say say you need space because okay. I definitely did and I think like it's hard though because you don't want to push, push them away and I are just they are just caring, yeah exactly they? which is but hard because I did that I definitely pushed people away um I think though ultimately because they care so much about you they don't care how they help they just want to help yeah so by saying look if you want to help me I need some space they're not going to be I don't think anyone would be offended by yeah. that um because they're that in themselves is how they can then help you you know communicating yeah I think and I felt really guilty for that but I think the guilt also made it worse so the fact that I needed space and felt guilty I just avoided sort of my People. friends and the support and I would just be like I'm okay like I really don't need anything but equally looking back now I couldn't have got through it without those people yeah so it's so difficult because at the time all you want to do is be by yourself and just wallow in the sadness but it's just but then looking back having the support the amazing friends I do the amazing family I couldn't have done it without because you definitely need like wallowing in the sadness you know is what you feel like you want to do yeah but then when would be the point where you're brought out of that if it isn't for someone else you know unless you're super self-aware and you know you know I need to get myself out of this point right now I think that having other people there is is very useful for like being able to go right Jodie now yeah it's time that you like try and feel you know as normal as you can yeah definitely um and I think it is it's just one of those things I think you just have to go with the feelings at the time Mm -hmm. because I don't. I didn't know that I needed those people at the time, um, but now looking back, you know. Yeah. You do. So, other than the fact that you would have told the you back then, you know, you need the people that are around you. Is there any like one piece of advice that you would tell um, the old the you in that moment, or a you that is going through that right now and that's maybe listening to this on how to deal with it or how to manage it or you know. A, almost like a beacon of hope for like it will actually yeah. get better um because I think in a sense I was always told it'll be okay yeah you'll be fine and it's not even about being okay and being fine but it's about um finding strategies of coping because even still today like I'm do have moments where I do almost go back into that sense of sadness, but it's for, it's a, I needed to learn that it's okay to be sad and it's yeah. okay to have those moments and just to not fight it. Like I'm quite bad for bottling things up and just keeping it to myself until almost breaking point where um can't really cope with it much Which longer. Which isn't attainable either. Is no, it? so it's just almost not feeling like you're failing when you feel sad or when you want to grieve I think that's a very very good piece of advice and it can actually actually apply to any issue I think when you feel sad like that's okay like it's human nature to feel different emotions um obviously grief is a very strong version of that sadness but if you feel sad about anything I definitely think that your advice can apply to that like just embrace yeah and don't be harsh on yourself if you feel like that yeah and things do get better definitely yeah and you don't see it at the time and also grief's 
it's a process. It is a process. It's not. Yeah. I thought it would be automatic. I was just praying that one day I'd wake Stop. up and I'd be able to look at photos or I'd be able to listen to his favorite songs, but it's not automatic and you just have to go with it and just take each day as it comes and just if you're having a bad day just have a bad day and yeah. let yourself be sad and then start again the next day I remember um it was obviously like a couple months ago it was like an anniversary of your dad's death and I remember you leading up to it evidently you were struggling as a friend I could see that and I was I kept trying to say, like, you have to remember that it's been a year, which in the grand scheme of life yeah. is a very, very, very small fraction of time. Not a long time. Not at all a long time. And you've come on so far from the photos you've so- shown me and how you've described how you felt. Like, you let yourself be sad now, which is fantastic, I think. And you've just, you have improved so much. And I didn't know you at that point, but just from how you've said you were I can see now that you're stronger and you can manage it and you've developed very healthy habits in terms of how you can manage any sadness I think the habits that you have to manage the grief apply to other aspects of your life as well Mm. so what would you say maybe like a couple maybe three habits or little coping mechanisms that you have now to manage grief and also like any other sadness Mm. that you um well first one I think the most important one and the one that's changed and helped me the most is actually a tip from you which was journaling and just writing like well it's about finding not pressuring yourself to write every day but sort of trying to write every day and just writing down what you're feeling Mm -hmm. and it's just that really helped because it just gets it out on paper yeah get it out of your head get it off your chest yeah and I think that sometimes when you write something, you realise emotions you didn't even know you were feeling. Yeah. Or thoughts that you didn't even know you were having. And also looking back on it is another fun... It's like a... It's a, it's an emotional written version of your photos. You can see, yeah. you know, I've changed so much from this. And you can look back and you can understand. And also, Jodie is a very artistic girl she can draw she can paint she can do all of this sort of cool creative stuff so imagine her diary it's like so perfect and pretty but it's still it's not it's a perfect jumble then it's like perfect mess you know organized mess and um so like just embrace how you want to write your diary like mine is a total mess like total (laughs) mess not organized at all and Jodie's is you know it's neat and it's pretty and I think it's I, I think it's helped you a lot because I, I know you have told me numerous points over the last few months I love writing in my journal like yeah like how many pages I put in my journal you know it just makes such a difference and it's something that I'd always thought about but I just never thought it would make a difference I'm just so happy that I started because it's just I feel like it helps just refresh yeah you and I just agree. helps clear it out, out and sort of detoxes I actually feel like 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 I need to like deep breath yeah like I'm not being dramatic but like just the feeling you get when you write it all yeah. out it does feel like a vert like a written it's just oh. your whole like brain yeah and all your thoughts just on paper. paper which I think helps so much yeah is there anything else that you think helps? um and also at the start similar to writing but it's just writing to the person that you've lost okay. I did that for quite a while actually probably about two months every day I'd write to dad mm. and just sort of have write to him 
about the things that happen during the day that we just would genuinely talk about yeah. every day and I still do it um I just any day that I am feeling like I'm really missing him I'll just write him Anything a note that helps and a lot. yeah that yeah. definitely helps and I'm glad I did that as well because you feel like you still have a, a way of I don't yeah. know it's just it's comforting I think I think yeah I agree because there are lots of things that cause I was so close to him like he was like your best friend. best friend um and we wouldn't really go a day without Talking. speaking and I think when things happen in your life even the little things that I know he'd appreciate yeah you just sort of write you it down and it's almost the fact that it's written on paper to him yeah it's just... like the day that you got into Edinburgh uni yeah like you, I bet you would have wished <laughs> that you could have told yeah. him that day because I think I think I'm right. Like you had gotten elsewhere, and he knew. But he knew. You always wanted to go to Edinburgh because yeah, it your was mom, your grand. A week after he died, that I got into Edinburgh. That was hard. That was a hard day because you he was finished. he would be the first person I'd call to tell. Because he was like so. He always wanted to be so involved with like school and university because I'm the only in his family I'm the only person to have gone to university and he okay. was just so proud. proud of that and um it does break my heart but and he because he was just he knew how much I wanted to go to and he totally understood it um even like he helped me like prep for the because I had my interviews at the end of February he was helping me prep for them and everything really, was he? Oh, that's so um, cute. but the thing is we always had hope in me and I think there that was quite nice that I felt like I'd made him proud yeah so on, in terms of managing when you went to university, because it was, I I don't know how you did it because, <laughs> um, it was like March to September. It was six months, was it not? It mm-hmm. was six months, and you Kate, you moved out. You moved into we. So me and Jodie met in, uh, Bray House student accommodation. We were in the same flat, um. So we moved in together around like the same sort of time. Yeah, and. Would never have known. I would have had no idea because to me, you were just the girl that loves Edinburgh, and that is who you are, like fully. But I, you just, I don't know if you hid it or you were managing it. Um, yeah. But how did you cope with moving away from home at the same time as you know going through the, still going through the grieving process? Yeah, it was difficult, especially. My, I don't think particularly the high school I went to dealt with it quite well because I remember. I had to go in, so I took quite a few weeks off um, mm. in when I was in sixth year, Yeah. After obviously yeah. after dad, um, and I went in for a meeting and my uh, the teacher I went to basically said, we think you should drop out of school and we don't think really? you should sit exams, um, which kind of, I don't know, kind of hurt me because I was like, I can't, it just felt like people expected me to give up. Yeah. Which just is isn't true. really me. It's not you at all. It's not something... Like, that was sort of the last thing on my mind. Like, I didn't think at all I'd be... Because if I did, I'd ruin probably all yeah. of my chances for university and things. So that did quite upset me. I was like, I'm not dropping out. I'm still no, sitting good. exams. Yeah. As I can't... But then in my head, I was like, imagine if dad was watching me right now and I dropped mm. out of school and didn't sit my exams and didn't go to university and didn't keep trying as hard as I was before he'd be so disappointed as I couldn't do that I think and you did well in your exams like you worked hard whilst yeah. at the same time and it was nice cause it was quite a distraction as well like I do yeah, that's true. I still find that like, I do still really enjoy studying and it just helps 
keep you busy, I think. Um, but then obviously just went through the rest of school, sat exams and uh, moving to uni was, it was quite bittersweet because it was such a fresh start and I yeah. think I really needed it. Um, I think you also needed Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah I really did. Cause As a place, I think you definitely needed the city. Yeah. And I think that so much had happened in my family home and even just being in my room and being in the living room and just yeah. it brings back a lot of memories. I think I definitely needed that um, fresh start and it was a challenge and I think it was just about balancing your like the academic life and all the um like your schedule it's quite busy it's, it's really busy, um yeah. overwhelming but then also just trying really hard to look after yourself and look after your mental health and like you have to like make make new friends like you're doing all of this at one time it's quite a lot and I think I struggled with it and I wasn't even going through anything deeper than mm. that so like I think you did amazing to thank you to uni. like absolutely incredible like if I if anyone ever asks me about you and like I never obviously like open up that information but I just say she's one of the strongest people oh. I know like because you really really are thank I'm you. not just saying that um I think it's incredible that you managed to go to uni you moved out you mm-hmm. you know you adapted you adjusted very quickly um which I think is really really yeah really but I think impressive. Because I think it was also the fact that I felt like my whole life had almost led to going to Edinburgh Uni because yeah. obviously since my mum went there and I went to Edinburgh University Nursery when I was a you child, did, yeah. ever since, my mum said ever since I was five or six, she's always said that you've said you wanted to be go here when you were older. Which I think is amazing. So I think the fact that it has been such a long-term goal, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I just felt like I couldn't give up. I think it's pretty amazing that you, you've came and you went because you even could have referred a year like it would have mm-hmm. completely made sense to some people but you didn't you just pushed on and you did like amazing when you got here and and, and you moved out of uh, student accommodation after mm. a couple of months and you moved in with your auntie slash grand yeah um but there's no nothing like wrong with that you just knew what you needed and yeah you did it and you weren't ashamed to say look this this was maybe a little bit too much so I'm going to do this but still stay at uni and you yeah. still get that experience which I think is great because you knew what you needed and you listened to yourself yeah which yeah. was it was a hard decision but I think it was definitely, it definitely was worthwhile right, right decision as well you know plus it was so expensive and it was so expensive you really need to save the money if you're gonna stay in there it's so expensive <laughs> it's insane um okay so kind of um touched on this a little bit but do you think the loss of your father has changed you as a person and if so how yeah definitely has I just feel like I have a whole new outlook on everything with it and I do think it's all based on gratitude I just think I appreciate things now that I never would have looked twice at before before um and I just think i because I personally like I think I'm naturally quite a positive person like I do try oh, and I do try person. and look at the best things in life and I think and I've sort of always been like that but then I think going through dad that like um going through the grief and dad's death and things um at that time I found it so difficult to be positive and I think when I came out of that I realized how important it is how actually and actually how yeah how much I love the, the positivity and finding the positivity mm-hmm. in things um so I think definitely 
like gaining that gratitude that helped a lot yeah um and just i feel like you have a whole new appreciation i think that's genuinely amazing that that's something mm-hmm. that you feel like you could have changed because i think a lot of people which is not a bad thing either but they will ha- would have like maybe a negative change to an extent yeah. you know whereas you've really made it as positive as you can which would have been very very mm-hmm. hard for you to do because there are obviously definitely like negative oh, yeah. aspects to it and obviously i would never it was terrible time and obviously still yeah is but I just think it's about finding things that help you cope and that's the way that I coped is just finding what works by being around people that I love and that I know Mm -hmm. love me and I don't know I definitely think that you have a very positive outlook on all of life um which I think in itself makes it um more okay when you're sad because Mm -hmm. you you can't try and be positive all of the time. Like that would be quite, you yeah, know, draining. Definitely can. But like your positivity, positivity is authentic. It's not like fake. I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm sad. Positivity, you know, mm-hmm. or doesn't seem like it. Maybe it's not <laughs> telling me. But like, <laughs> you probably you can probably tell when I I'm having down tell. days. Yeah. And cause my family definitely do that. My mom knows that she, if mm-hmm. she can, because it sort of comes in waves. So there'll be probably two weeks where. I'm feeling fine. I'll maybe have a couple of like sad Time moments, but and then there's probably three, four, five days that I probably would be struggling a little bit. But then, like I said, can, it comes yeah, in waves, you and can tell, I you think. can. I think it's just about recognizing that and just yeah, again, just going with it, and just trying, not fighting it. Yeah, I agree. And also, as a friend, when you can notice that you know you're not yourself, I just try and distract you or like give you another reason mm-hmm. to be happy. You know like take you around Edinburgh you know <laughs> go for to a nice coffee shop something like that just to try and not take your mind off it because it's always going to be there but like show you like put in front of you other reasons that you have to be grateful and happy and then you as a person will pick up on them and hopefully yeah. it kind of semi balances things out obviously it's not a fix at all um but you've already said you know you've got to embrace those yeah. moments when you aren't feeling 100 definitely so my last and final question is, um, what has been the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you or a quote that you've heard or just something you've picked up from your surroundings that you still to this day think about um, um, regularly? I, it's quite a cliche one, mm-hmm. but it's just take everything. It's like, oh God, I can't remember what <laughs> Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, I think so. But just because it's so true, because (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can't remember the last word, (laughs) but that one. Um, And because it's so true, because I do sometimes get really wrapped up in the past or really stressed out about the future, and Mm -hmm. you just think that it doesn't matter. Just focus where you are now. Just take every day as it is. You know. It's like life is never going to stop being complicated or hard. You know, you've just got to take everything that you come across as it comes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And like manage, just manage everything the best way that you think you can. And I think Mm -hmm. you do a fantastic job of that. And I hope that for anyone else listening to this that has been through the same process as Jodie, going through the process of Jodie or that unfortunately might one day go through it i hope that you can pick something up from this that will help you through it because 
maybe at the time if you had heard someone saying the things you were saying you probably wouldn't have fully believed them but Mm -hmm. you know someone saying it from experience hopefully makes a difference because it's all good and well someone like me saying it to you but like you're saying it to someone and you've actually gone through it and you're a walking example of how things do get brighter yeah and sunnier and with more color as well um, so thank you very much for joining me. I thank you for having me. <laughs> I did. It was so much fun. We didn't mess up too good, badly. So that's good. I need to work on my quotes though. Yeah, you've got to remember them for next time, Jodie. Come I'll on. Try. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.